Have you ever felt stuck making a decision for your home or rental property? You can't decide what direction to take or what to buy, and you keep thinking about it over and over, but days have passed and you still haven't done anything or moved forward? If yes, then analysis paralysis might be the problem, and I want you to keep listening to know what to do about it. Let's get started. Welcome to Home and Nestorations, the podcast that helps you design and decorate your home with confidence. I'm your host, interior designer, real estate investor, and best of house winner, Sally Sorcelli, here to help you create timeless designs that'll make your home or rental property stand out. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, and welcome to today's design conversation. And we are talking all about that super frustrating, that nasty analysis paralysis and how to help you get out of it. Analysis paralysis, it has gotten the best of us, and it is something that I deal with my clients and students all the time. I mean, it's rare not to have a client or a student or real estate investor get stuck in analysis paralysis. It's why they contact me in the first place. They're stuck and they need to get unstuck. And if you're listening, you might feel that same way too and wondering what you can do about it. Well, let's dive into this and keep rolling with first off, well, what is analysis paralysis? Analysis paralysis, that's a tongue twister there, is when you overthink a problem and can't make a decision. And the problem in this conversation is our home design, whether that's your home, your primary residence, or your rental property. The gist of it is you feel stuck. You stew over what to do, what decisions to make, what options should you go with. So you worry and stress over every single detail. When it comes to analysis paralysis, I always think of that famous idiom is you can't see the forest for the trees. Now, full disclosure, I prefer to say, and clearly I've been saying this idiom wrong for years because I say you can't see the forest through the trees because in my mind, you're stuck looking at that one tree and you can't see through or past it at the whole forest, but clearly I've been saying it wrong all these years. The gist of it is, is that you're fixating and fixing on every single minor detail. Does this wood tone match that okay? Does this work with this? Can I mix this and that? Is this the right leg on that piece of furniture? But yet when you see everything together in a finalized finished room, it all flows. But let me ask you this. When you open up a magazine, like an architectural digest or any home and garden magazine, or even look on your favorite Netflix show and look at these designs, when you look at a finished room and you're thinking, wow, that looks so beautiful, are you fixating on every minor detail that Well, that vase has a slightly different shade of this. And well, there's a different hardware on that than this. Likely not. You're looking at it collectively as a whole beautiful space. But the issue that can happen as we're building a room 
is we think that every single detail is so important and we have to get every single detail exactly perfect. But we're forgetting that the whole image, the whole forest is what we're going to see at the end. So yes, when we're going back to that, you can't see the forest for or through the trees. You're not looking at the one individual tree. You're looking at the whole forest. It's the same with our room. We're not worried about every single minor detail. And that's what can cause a lot of our analysis paralysis is that we are stressing about every single thing. And the result of analysis paralysis, well, guess what that is? You do nothing because you're overwhelmed and you're not sure what to do. So I always tell my clients and my students that that even though it is important to take your time and work through a design, you don't need to fixate and obsess over every minor detail. In the end, we're looking at the whole room. We're not going to be obsessing over every small detail. But when clients and potential future students are so frustrated, that's exactly why they do reach out to me. And that's why I invite you to reach out to me, whether that's working with me one-on-one on your home or rental property, or becoming one of my students to learn how to do it yourself. Either way, you do not need to stay in analysis paralysis because there are actually some consequences to do that. And let's talk about some of the consequences of analysis paralysis when designing your home. You have embarrassment, you have frustration, you just feel blah and unhappy at home, which impacts our moods and how we show up for those around us. I do have a post about the benefits of a well-designed home, and I will link to that in the show notes. If you're a real estate investor, having analysis paralysis designing your space, the consequence is a lot of lost money and revenue in your pocket because there are delays with contractors, which always ends up costing money when you don't have materials on site and indecision. Because let's be honest, contractors for the most part do not want to go picking out things for you. They want you to have them ready for them. And analysis paralysis will have a delay in when your property hits the market for listing. And if you have an Airbnb or a medium-term rental or a long-term rental, or you're flipping a home, the longer that project sits and it isn't in a buyer or renter's hands, well, you're the one footing the bill. So there are some serious money consequences to having analysis paralysis. And then you might be wondering, but Sally, what if I choose bad materials or the design doesn't look good? Then my home is going to be sitting on the market for a while anyway, losing me money. And yes, that is absolutely true, which is why it is so important to reach out to me or a designer to help you work through that, help you choose good materials. I mean, that's what my courses and trainings and one-on-one services are meant to do. So yes, the stakes are higher when it comes to real estate investors, homeowners. Yes, you can sit in that frustration for years. I've actually had clients that waited for years before reaching out to me breaks my heart because I'm thinking, my gosh, you could have been so happy and loving your home and wanting to entertain all the time. But people do get stuck and think they can do it themselves. And then they kind of go through the frustration where 
There is absolutely nothing wrong with getting help, taking a shortcut. If I have the tools to help you know how to choose materials yourself, wouldn't you want to get those instead of trial and error, buying furniture after furniture, choosing the wrong flooring or tile? Just get the help and it does make a huge difference. You can always send me a DM on Instagram at Nestorations or go to nestorations.com forward slash waitlist and you'll hear about some of the programs and opportunities I have that can help you get out of analysis paralysis so that you don't have to worry about it anymore. Now, one thing to also mention with analysis paralysis is you're sitting there maybe worried about if this is going to work or if that is going to work, but I've got to share a little bit of truth talk with you is that you can't please everybody. The world doesn't collectively have the same taste. And what one person loves is what someone else doesn't love. And I've had posts on social media saying, hey, do you like open shelves? And I'll get 50-50 response when, do you think an open shelf in a kitchen looks good? And you get half the people hate it, half the people love it. Even some of the most famous designers thinking of Dream Home Makeover on Netflix with Studio McGee. I have encountered enough clients who actually say, I don't like that style. And of course, I think it's beautiful and that they're super talented, but it goes to show you that even famous designers on Instagram with 3 million followers, there are some people who don't care for those design styles. And it doesn't make Studio McGee's work any less because their work, well, in my opinion, is absolutely stunning. But it just goes to show you that you can't please everybody. So trying to do that is just going to keep you stuck for longer. Now, of course, there are good principles in design and foundations that make a design really stand out and look put together. And it's important to know those key foundations and design. Here on the podcast, I do talk about them. I do consolidate them all in a nice, easy to digest place in my courses so that you can get there faster. But again, even with great design principles, there's going to be some people who say, oh, that's a beautiful designed room, but it's way too modern for me. I don't like it. Or that one's too farmhouse. Again, like I just said, people don't all collectively have the same taste. So I don't want you to worry so much about, oh my gosh, but Someone might not like it. Well, the truth is, there's going to be someone no matter what who doesn't like it. Even if it was put together and the most beautiful space there is, there's going to be someone who says it's not their cup of tea, and that's perfectly okay. Well, now that we know what analysis paralysis is and why we don't need to worry about it, how the heck do we get out of it? What do you do? Well, How to get over it, there are several ways that I like to do it. The first is to recognize it, acknowledge it, identify why you're in it. And I can relate to this completely because if you've been listening for a while, you might know I'm getting ready for my own kitchen remodel and it's actually got a bathroom remodel, whole flooring remodel, and a couple of other bathrooms upstairs. Those weren't in part of the project, but now they are. Anyway, I have a lot of design going on in my own house and the kitchen is the one that's causing me to dip into some of this analysis paralysis because I think I was putting a little pressure on myself that, well, I'm an interior designer and this has to be the showstopper that 
everybody, of course, has to like it because it's my own home and designers know how to make all these beautiful spaces, which we do. But the one thing I kept saying, and it was funny, my daughter even said, she's like, mommy, but this is your house. Like, you don't need to worry what other people think. And I was so glad that she said it. And I was saying the same thought in my head is, this is also about how I cook, how I function in the kitchen, and what materials I like. I know good design principles. I will put together a beautiful space. And I was just also getting a little stuck because I know so much and I've seen so many options. For me, it was choosing what direction because I could go this way or I could go that way, all leading to a beautiful design. That usually isn't a problem as much with my clients because they don't know all the potential options out there, but I do know all the options. And so I was getting into a little bit of that overload of, oh, but this would be so pretty and this is trending. Maybe I should go with this forward-thinking trend. And again, I decided, no, I recognized it, I acknowledged it, and that immediately helped me start to step out of my own analysis paralysis. So step one, recognize it, acknowledge it. And then step two is to know your goals. When it comes to design, I say this all the time with my students is that so many people just want to boom, just get there, hit it and quit, but they don't want to do that initial work, the boring, the unsexy work of figuring out exactly what you want. If you don't, and you might be saying, well, wait, Sally, I don't know what I want. So how can I figure that out? It's by doing that pre-work, answering some questions, figuring out what styles you like. How do you want the space to feel? Do you want it to feel peaceful, calm? Do you want it to make you feel like you're by the ocean? Do you want it to be sleek and contemporary? Do you want it to feel happy and energetic? Answering these questions that I put in my design consultations and that I have in my beginning of my course where you're defining what you want, if you skip over that step, you're frankly just doing yourself a disservice because if you, I've said this plenty of times as well, When you are planning a road trip and you're going with your family or by yourself, do you sit there and just get in the car and just go for it? You're like, ah, whoever, wherever I end up, it doesn't matter. Or do you sit there, you get your map out, you pack some snacks, you figure out where you're going to stay in a hotel, where, how long it's going to take, where are some good rest stop options? you likely go with option two. You make a plan. But so often with our homes, people don't do that. They want to skip the plan and go straight to the design. But if you don't know where you're going, you don't know where you're going to end up. So for homeowners, you want to think of what feelings you want to have in your space. And also the same goes for real estate investors. You want to know what type of feeling you're going to have in the space and also who your ideal clients are. Are they families? Are they traveling professionals? Are you doing long-term rentals? Are you flipping a house, medium-term rentals, or short-term Airbnb properties? If you don't know your goals and who you're targeting as a real estate investor, then you're going to get stuck in your design and then miss the mark and have a vacant property. All of these, whether you're a homeowner or a real estate investor, they all have different design strategies to maximize your home or property. So step one, recognize, acknowledge it. 
Step two, know your goals. Step three, create a deadline for yourself. Don't let yourself sit in the stewing and the thinking and the overthinking forever. Say, you know what? I'm gonna give myself a week to figure this out. By setting a deadline, you know you're not going to allow yourself to stew forever because our bodies and our minds will think that we can be in a problem forever and there's no end in sight. So when you put a deadline on something, it then can make you feel some relief that, okay, in a week, I'll have this decision made and it will be over. Step four is I want you to actually take a break. I want you to walk away from this, whether it's to sleep on it overnight or to take a few hours and just sit in some silence. When I'm actually making some big decisions, I will actually choose to sit quietly by myself, have some time for my mind to settle, and I will ask my mind or subconscious to let the answer come to me, and I'll just give myself that space. I know I often think of great ideas when I'm in the shower, because in the shower, my mind is just peaceful as I know what I'm doing. I'm washing my hair, and I'm just sitting there, And some of my best ideas come in the shower. So give yourself some space and take a little break. As I've been planning my own home remodel and kitchen and bathroom design, I have taken plenty of breaks and just said, you know what? I'm on brain overload. I think I'm just going to take some space. And each time I always feel better because I just got that mental break I needed and I was ready to make those decisions again because we do get decision fatigue. It's a natural part of our lives. The next thing I want you to do is to narrow down your choices. Again, for me as a designer, it's like I know there are infinite amount of choices, which can be a designer challenge. For you, you might not know of as many choices there are, but you're still stuck on a few choices of this piece of furniture or that, this tile and that. So what I want you to do is narrow it down. When I present design options to clients, I'm giving them three at the max. I mean, literally, if I give more than that, It is rare I have a client that wants a lot of choices because again, they're paying me to narrow them down for them. So again, give yourself at most three and make a pro and con of each one and use that to help you make a choice. A little practice tip about helping you get more confident making decisions and making decisions quickly is to practice in small areas. So when you go to a restaurant, and you're looking at a large menu, you're trying to figure out what to do. Hmm, should I get this? Should I get that? Well, let me ask the waitress or waiter what they think. No, a quick, easy practice to help you make decisions is to sit down at a restaurant, give yourself maybe one to two minutes, and boom, you just make the decision and it's done. So that practice ends up helping you learn to make decisions quickly, confidently. Just a little tip I wanted to throw in there. Now, another step I want you to do with analysis paralysis, number six, is to put your blinders on. What happens is that too much info is overwhelming. And I've touched on this with my own kitchen because I'm a designer and I have seen, I've been to so many tile showrooms and countertop fabricators and 
I just see all these materials, different styles, different this. My blinders, I mean, my windshield is really, really big. And so I need to filter some of that down because I have to know what works with me. Again, I know my goals and my direction. So I have to put my own blinders on and I want you to as well. When I start working with clients or students and we create a Pinterest board, we only use that board in the very beginning. And then I tell them to not look at it again, because what's going to happen is you go down that deep rabbit hole of Instagram feeds on kitchens and then, oh, but I could do this and I can do this. And and I'm about to start demo. And yet all of a sudden I've come up with seven new ideas. Nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to put our blinders on because it's just too much information. All right, and my seventh way to help you get out of analysis paralysis or seventh step is to ask for help. Just stop the cycle of analysis paralysis. The fastest way to move out of this is to work with an interior designer because we are trained. I know how to help you get out. I mean, I have worked with clients and students and they have finally discovered oh my gosh, it's been how many years of my adult life? And I didn't even realize this was my de- my design style. And now they feel so much more confident purchasing things for their home because they know in their heart and in their head what is their style. And being that I'm a homeowner, a designer, and a real estate investor, I know how to straddle all those worlds to get you the results that you need because they each have their own unique circumstances so I can get you out of analysis paralysis quickly. Sure, you can ask a friend for help, but I like to think of it this way, that say you're getting married and you need a wedding cake for your wedding and you don't know how to make it. So maybe I'm just gonna ask my friend to help. No, who are you gonna hire? You're gonna hire a baker. Well, the same thing here. When you're stuck with your home design, who do you need to talk to? you need to talk to and hire a designer. And whether that's one-on-one, whether that's working through a course, will help you get out quickly and keep your project going smoothly. And if you're thinking, well, hey, Sally, I don't have the money to do that. There are actually a lot of affordable ways to work with a designer. If working with me one-on-one isn't in your price range, then I do have trainings and workshops and courses like Room Design Essentials, which teaches you the complete A to Z of designing a space quickly so you can design and decorate with confidence. It works for both homeowners and real estate investors. I'm actually in the process, I am so excited, of revamping this and making it even more effective to give even faster results. And I have Kitchen Refresh 101 that teaches you the complete step-by-step process on how to update and refresh your kitchen yourself. It covers all the processes, the order of operations, ideas and inspirations that'll help your kitchen stand out. And the truth is I'm always thinking of new ways or opportunities that I can help homeowners and real estate investors design and decorate their homes and properties with confidence It's my total jam. It's what I love to do. And I would love to help you with that. So if any of this is of interest for you and sounds like a good fit, then I want you to go to nestorations.com forward slash wait list. And that way you will get on the list 
when I'm opening up one of my courses or trainings or workshops again, and you can be the first to know about it. My courses, trainings, and workshops are really the most affordable way to get the results that you need in the fastest way possible. So I do invite you again, go to nestorations.com forward slash waitlist to get on the list and you will be the first to know. All right, here we are near the end. And I just want to say that, look, analysis paralysis, it doesn't have to be a problem that causes you so much stress or loses you money. So let's recap what we talked about today. We first covered, well, what analysis paralysis is. It is that stewing. It is that thinking. It is that overthinking when we're in decision mode or decision fatigue. And the consequences of analysis paralysis are real. And whether you're a homeowner or a real estate investor, you don't need to stay in it because again, there are consequences that are hurting you. Then we did talk about actionable strategies to help you get out of it for good, like recognizing it and acknowledging it, knowing your goals, creating deadlines, taking a break, narrowing down your choices, putting your blinders on and asking for help. And again, speaking of asking for help, the wait list for my trainings like Room Design Essentials, Kitchen Refresh 101, and any other amazing thing that I'm releasing this year, you can go to nestorations.com forward slash waitlist. And here's what I want you to do next is you can check out the show notes and you'll see any links to things I mentioned and get on that wait list. And for bonus points, hit subscribe and leave a review for this podcast. It would mean the world to me and help this podcast reach more people like you. And as always, thanks for listening and keep listening to Home and Nestorations for more design conversations to help you design and decorate with confidence. Have a great day.